All right, people, it is conference championship week of college football. This is the money line. I'm Gabe Schwartz. As always, I have my wonderful co-host, Trevor Leaf, who for the first time in multiple weeks came out on the wrong side of a taco bet. What? Yes. Ole Miss. Egg Bowl. I don't care. We're still up 11, mate. That's like, <laughs> that's a free meal. <laughs> yeah, you're currently up three. Um, so I will say this, the, uh, the parlay of the week, the adding the OSU trifecta last week, I lost all three par- parlays. We're down <laughs> to four and 14, 1.23 units up for the entire semester uh, or all for the entire football season. It's been brutal, but we have picks for all 10 conference championship games uh we will i was looking for my parlay and just realized i didn't have one out last week yeah, you did not, so much you did not give one out last week um we'll do all 10 conference championship games we are recording this on friday two hours before uh the bailey zappy show and conference usa and three hours before oregon exacts revenge on utah for what they did two weeks ago uh, i'm sure that might be another heavily contest oh i didn't see your pick now i was gonna say it might be a heavily con- debated uh game <laughs> again maybe we can hash out our feelings about what happened two weeks ago and you can berate me for how stupid <laughs> i was but, uh trevor i went five ten and one last week uh, another piss poor performance. For me. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're terrible. <laughs> you went eight, nine, and two, and somehow I think you walk away from it feeling okay because we've just been shitty at picking games this year. Yeah, we're terrible. I'm t- 71, 78, and four. No, I haven't added the picks. So you're actually 79, 87, and six. I mean, I'm just, we're climbing back to even. We're trying our best. You know what I can promise the people? What, what a loss! I will go. I will have a winning record in bowl season. Ooh. Uh, I would like to put a taco bet on that. I would say no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> just me having a winning record. Yes. I to start. I might have to start just hammering. Some like minus 200 odds. <laughs> no, only spreads. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, only spreads. All right, so let's get going. We're going to go in chronological order uh, of these games, which means we will get to the end and be talking about Wake Forest and Pittsburgh, despite it having no impact on the college football playoff. Actually, I would, like to talk game. I would, yeah, it'll be a great game. Uh, won't have much to do with anything besides determining who goes to a New Year's Six Bowl, but it'll be a great game. Before we talk about the specifics of the games, I want to ask you this. We come into the weekend. Georgia's our number one. Michigan beat Ohio State. Congratulations to you. Yes, sir. We actually won. uh, You had Michigan plus eight and a half. I had Ohio State big. Did not happen that way. Alabama's at three, despite needing four overtimes to beat Auburn. Uh, A Bo Nix-less Auburn Tigers team. And then we've got Cincinnati at four, Oklahoma State at five. What do you think is Don't gonna happen? Don't forget Notre Dame at six. Notre Dame Don't six. forget Notre Dame at six. Sorry, Brian Kelly left. And all I can think about is the fake southern accent. Oh, it's so brutal. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but I, I must ask you, 
what do you think is going to happen this weekend and what are you rooting for to happen this weekend? Um, just like the rest of America, I'm always rooting for Alabama to lose. So just like, um, yeah, look into the future. We're going to be hammering dogs. Um, yeah, I think, dude, I think Cincinnati plays a close game. I want to see my Cowboys get in. I want to see my Cowboys get in because I had their over on the win total and, you know, I was rooting for them all season. So might as well keep going. One electric team. The Bedlam was wild. Yeah, it was we a also, great game. And, and somehow we ended up with a push. <laughs> and we ended up with a push and a Lincoln-Riley farewell game. <laughs> do you think he quit on his team? Yeah, I do think he quit on his team. I so, But listen, it, Brian Kelly, I think, saved Lincoln-Riley's ass because Brian Kelly's team actually has a shot. <laughs> to go to the playoff, and he just walked out. He said goodbye. <laughs> so, dude, but, like, hey, I looked hey, at the contract. Yeah. If, I, if I'm offered 24-7 use of the private jet, yes, I'm going. I believe that was a fake report. You think so? It was tweeted by a guy who runs an energy company. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's electric. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lincoln Riley leaves and he's bailed out by the fact that uh, all I can think about with Brian Kelly is uh, fake Southern accents. The fact that the LSU media team legitimately just reran a video of quotes that Brian Kelly had while he was the Notre Dame coach during interviews talking about winning national championships. And then number three, the text that he sent to his team where he said, my love for you all is limitless. <laughs> and I just can't get past that. Okay, I actually want to talk about one more thing before we get into these games. Smenny R was supposed to be an ASU Sun Devil next year. He was. I hate that Jaden Daniels is coming back. Listen, I like Jaden Daniels. Probably a great kid. Graduated in three years. Outstanding student. Love that. But, I mean, God, if we would have Spencer Rattler, like, that'd be so dirty. and feel like that's what was supposed to happen. That would get you to an ASU game. Yes. Yeah, that'd get ASU to a championship. I think that's a little bit of a ridiculous assertion, but. You think uh, Caleb Williams goes to USC? Potentially. Would be dirty. I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, USC is going to be disgustingly good in, in next year or two years from now. They will be ridiculously good um, already. So, all right. I would say to answer my own question from earlier, what I what I think is going to happen, what I am rooting for, I feel oh, like – yeah, I kind of got sidetracked there. I, I feel like we always go into these weekends and we talk ourselves into the most wild scenario. So, we, we're like, oh, what if Michigan – loses to Iowa. No, no, Michigan is not going to lose. No, I know this is, this is lose. Trevor. I am on the same page as you. I'm, I'm saying, no, I've seen your pick for that game. I've seen your pick for that game and it's a terrible pick. We go into these weekends though. And we're like, Iowa could win. Houston could win. Baylor could win. Oregon could win. And we'd have so many two loss teams and it would just be a huge jumbled toss up. Uh, plus a one loss non-conference champion Cincinnati and people especially if Alabama lost to Georgia, you would have a legitimate case for two through four being like eight different teams, including 
Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, uh, Ole Miss, all of these teams would be in the conversation. I'm just saying. No. And yet, I reserve myself to just expect going into the weekend that we're going to get Georgia to win, we're going to get Michigan winning, we're going to get Cincinnati winning, and we're going to get Oklahoma State winning. Those four will be in. Alabama will lose to Georgia and be out, and we're just going to move on. All right, so give me your give me your top four then, and then I'll give you mine. I think I think we will end up with Georgia one, Michigan two, Oklahoma State three, Cincinnati four. I think if Oklahoma State beats Baylor, great minds think alike. I was going to say the same thing. If Oklahoma State beats Baylor, you're going to have OSU leapfrog Cincinnati because I rather, and I I actually want the Georgia Cincinnati rematch from either the, last year or two years ago. Yeah, the Peach Bowl last year. Yeah, electric. Yeah, that would be yeah, that'd be great. So, I mean, I think we're on the same page. I think both of us believe that there won't be that much chaos, although this year has been full of chaos. So, who knows? So, um, do you think in that scenario that Georgia just runs away with this thing? No, because I think I think Michigan can absolutely match up with them. Okay. I think I think that uh, Oklahoma State's a tough sell for me because I don't know if they have – the athletes offensively to match up. Um, Cincinnati doesn't seem like a good – I think the, the semifinal game would be disgustingly bad. But um, Never count out Des Ritter. I, I just – what they say. <laughs> I want to hope for something close. I, I think George is going to win the national title pretty convincingly, though, still. So, yeah, I would agree. Um, it just might not be – it's not going to be like Alabama last year and LSU the year before where it's just like – hanging 60 on people, even in the college football playoff semifinal games. So, Dude, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> my futures bets, I started 3-0 and and I've lost the last five. Yeah, it's been a tough go for you. Give me a Heisman update. What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, if Michigan dominates Iowa, I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to win it. Who is that? He's the defensive end for Michigan. Okay. Interesting. You um, think CJ took himself out of the conversation? Yeah, because he because unfortunately his whole case was going to be Ohio State goes to the playoff. He has elite counting stats. He doesn't get a full he, – he misses out on the 13th game where he could have put up 300-plus yards and three more touchdowns. And he's not going to make the playoff. So none of those things favor him. And his best game, people are just going to argue, was against Michigan State, who has statistically the worst passing defense in the entire country, 130th out of 130 teams. So I think people will demote him. I think Bryce Young would have been out of the conversation if they had actually gone and completed the loss to Auburn last week. And I think they're going to lose to Georgia. So I think that drops him out of the conversation. And then it just becomes like Kenneth Walker's not playing this weekend for Michigan State. And it just becomes a, a defensive player debate. And the counting stats for Aiden Hutchinson uh, defensively are the most impressive of any of the defensive guys you could give it to. All right. Love that. So that's Not what we wanted to hear, but. No, I think your C.J. Stroud bet is down the drain, sadly. Damn. He'll, he'll be in the room, though. I think. <sighs> I think he'll that's be. That's all you can ask for, right? 
I think he'll be one of the five guys sitting in New York. I think they'll probably take five this year because it'll be so spread out. All right, let's talk about the game that's going on in San Antonio tonight. Western Kentucky, Bailey Zappi, they are three-and-a-half-point favorites in the Conference USA Championship game against UTSA, who could not complete the undefeated regular season. They're 11-1 and one after losing last week. The over-under set at 73. That is a massive number. Zappi has 52 passing touchdowns this year. He's nearly at 5,000 yards. Uh, two years ago, Joe Burrow set the all-time passing touchdown record for a single season at 60. Zappi needs eight in this game plus the bowl game to get there. A, do you think he can do that? And B, do you have a lean for the Conference USA title game? What team does Bailey Zappi even play for? Western Kentucky. Okay. Hilltopper Mafia. It, no, I'm, I'm very familiar with the Hilltoppers, more on the basketball side of things, though. It actually pains me a lot to know that you're not taking UTSA after the season they've put together. Um, but dude, what? They've won, like, 11 straight games last, last week. They're not, they're not losing this game. I got UTSA money line. I'm going to take the points to two. Three and a half is too much. Um do you like you can't end your season not with a conference championship? Like I, I thought you were smarter than that. Uh, I guess not. I love Bailey Zappi. Forever. I can tell. Forever, and I will. I will be betting on him once again. I just take the nameplate off the kid, and you know, take the nameplate off the kid, and he still has forty nine hundred yards passing and fifty two touchdowns. I know, but, like, I'm not going to bet with one player. I'm going to bet with a whole team. Yeah, but UTSA. This is UTSA season. UTSA, yeah, I'll agree it's a big game for them. But UTSA has consistently, consistently flirted with losing and had a couple miracle late last-second wins. So, I don't think their record – I think their record is more realistically, like, 11 and it was a trap game because they already they already knew they were in the conference championship that game didn't mean that much to them they were looking ahead they got caught in a bad spot if they lose last week or if they win last week they're not a dog here if they win last week they're probably closer to even money exactly so give me those points western kentucky is a better team western kentucky minus three and a half is a play are you making it a double play? Are you going UTSA money line and UTSA plus three and a half? Yeah, and I'd love to put a taco on it too. Which one? The cover? I'll let you decide. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go the cover. Actually, I just realized that that screws me over more. Yeah, no, but you already decided, so. <laughs> all right, taco bet it is on the conference USA championship game. Um, all right, trust tree. Pac-12 title game is tonight. Six o'clock local time out here in Arizona. Where's it being played? It's in Vegas. Cool. Utah is the 17th ranked team in the country. Oregon is the 10th ranked team in the country. Two straight times, Utah is favored in this matchup. Oregon, two and a half point dogs. Neutral site. Rumors of Mario Cristobal maybe being the guy for Miami's head coaching job, which is not, uh, not what I heard. I heard Oregon just made him a 
big offer. Yeah, I, I saw that too. They said competitive with what USC and LSU are paying, which is over $12 million a year, uh, which would be very impressive for Oregon. But also, you know, that Phil Knight, those Nike cash, those Nike checks are still cashing. Yeah, you know, you called him Big Game Mario. I'm calling him Big Bag Mario. I like that as well. Uh, I still think he is Big Game Mario, and I'm doubling down on my numbers from last time. Six, and, they were six and one, six and one in games in which the spread was between plus three and minus three. They lost to Utah, but let's not forget this: Oregon missed a field goal, got a field goal blocked, got a punt return for a touchdown. Let me just present you that. So based on those facts alone, you're thinking, okay, Utah's special teams is good. Oregon's special teams is crap. Not the case at all. Oregon's special teams this year has been top 10 in the country in efficiency. Their kicking unit had not missed a kick until that week. Utah, on the other hand, was one of the bottom 10 teams in the country in special teams. And a perfect storm of emotion, passion, blackout, uh, USS Salt Lake City jerseys were being worn. I don't know what happened up there in Salt Lake, but it all coincided with just some wild special team stuff happening. That's not happening again tonight. Oregon money line is the play, big time. Dude, I no, I a thousand percent agree with you. Um, yeah, it makes me so happy that I could not have been more right the first time around with this game. And I told you, you said the game mattered more to Oregon. It didn't. It didn't. It mattered more to Utah. But this game right here, I think Oregon is going to open that playbook up. Um, they're going to have everything. They're, this this line would be a lot bigger if Vegas thought that first game was going to be anything like this game. I'm taking Oregon money line all the way. I'm taking Oregon plus two and a half. Also, Oregon money line. Uh, man. I, I love Oregon here. I love Oregon. I love it, too. It makes me scared how much I love it. But I do think maybe I was wrong about which. So horribly wrong. I think I might have been wrong about who last week's game mattered more to, or two weeks ago game mattered more to. But I don't think I'm wrong about this. This game Anytime Oregon can start smelling those damn roses, they will play with some passion. That's that's true. And who knows, like you said, if there's enough chaos, maybe Oregon gets up there. No. No, I doubt they, no, I doubt they climb to four. <laughs> no Pac-12 respect. Yeah. They would, to, they would have to win this game 55 to nothing to have a ch- and then have chaos happen, to have a chance. Yeah. I doubt that happens. Um also worth noting, Utah one and seven against the spread in the last eight times that they've played in week 14. So anytime that they've gotten to the conference championship or played, I think in a bowl is what that means. It, they've been not very good against the spread. They're not very good against the spread late in the season. All right. Big 12 championship game. No Texas, no Oklahoma. Let me say one more thing. Minus two and a half is such a sucker bet for all those idiots that are going to bet Utah. Such a sucker bet. They're like, oh, we got inside the football number. Uh, exactly. That two and a half. So perfect. <laughs> like, if it was three, it would scare me more than if it was two and a half. Yeah. I don't like the push. All right. Baylor is number nine in the country. Oklahoma State is number five in the country. Uh, 
if you told me going into the year that we were going to have a Big 12 championship game between a team from Texas and a team from Oklahoma, I would have missed on both of these teams. Uh, you would have missed as well because both of us had Oklahoma winning the Big 12. Both sure. of us both of us were very high on Spencer Rattler. And I did have Spencer Rattler starting the whole year, though, so I want a little asterisk next to my bet. <laughs> I mean, he didn't play because he sucked, so – no, no, no. Lincoln Riley sucks. Okay, now we're now we're now we're talking bad on on old Lincoln. Hmm. Uh, so, Baylor's down to a backup quarterback. Oklahoma is down to a quarterback who averages either just under 200 yards per game passing or slightly north of it. Not very impressive numbers. What's his name again? Sanders. 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 Sanders been there a while though. I like an experienced quarterback. So, both of us are on Baylor plus six, though. Well, yeah, I think Oklahoma State's going to win the game, but I think it's going to be a close one. You're trying to middle one again. Give me 24 to 20. 24-20 Oklahoma State. I like that score. Uh, I also like what I saw out of Oklahoma State last week against Oklahoma. Fighting back, fourth quarter deficit. Sanders made some clutch plays. Defense stepped up. Huge stop. That was one of those – that drive at the end of the game by Oklahoma is one of those classic, oh, you think you got Oklahoma, you think little brother is going to win, and then big brother just, like, goes for the noogie right at the end and just closes the thing out. Didn't happen this time. So I think Oklahoma State's a different team, and you saw that because you had their preseason win total over. I, dude, yeah, I'm just a big I, – I don't know if Mike Gundy gets, like – the respect he deserves like dude's just a beast i saw some stat last week and it was it was it was it had something to do with 10 win seasons most 10 win seasons in the last decade and i believe it was nick Saban and mike gundy it was alabama and oklahoma state yeah so the, the model of consistency is wild yeah, but do they cover six? No way. And if they do cover six, great sign for their prospects of uh, moving up to the three seed, like we said, and then also of just getting to the national championship game. Because yeah. Michigan-Oklahoma State is a, is a game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And – I, I just like the like the thing I'm most excited about this weekend is knowing that when Sunday rolls around and we get the bowl placements, there's a very good chance that we're getting automatically a new college football playoff national champion and probably three out of four new teams in the playoff. Michigan's yeah. never been, since he's never been, Oklahoma State's never been, even like Baylor has never been. We got new options, fresh blood. I would hate to see Notre Dame sneak up in there though. Did they? Did they find a game to play this week? No. Mm. They should have gone and played BYU. Should have. But they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. Um, they got some other things to worry about, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. All right. We go to the MAC. There's State. only one reason for my pick here. Have you seen the jerseys? Yep, that's the reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kent State is wearing – Probably the drippiest thing that I've ever seen a Mac program wear. These these schools get 
bottom of the barrel. It feels like Russell athletic is outfitting these teams when really it's just Nike and Adidas, not really giving their best, not giving their all. Their yeah. all. <laughs> I think Kent state is an under armor school. So I'm going to give them credit for that. Shout out whoever made the jerseys this week. Uh, they are awesome. Kent state minus three and a half is the play against Northern Illinois. Absolutely. Northern, Northern, I don't know how Northern Illinois got to this game. Last I remember, like from two years ago, just checking in on a Mac Tuesday night, they sucked. And now they're here. I'm sure the over will go over 75. <laughs> These boys are just going to be scoring all day. But yeah, give me the flashes. Minus three and a half. It's so easy. They are a very, of all the Mac programs, young head coach. Uh, good quarterback play, one of the best offenses in the country, dictates tempo. They play quick. When they when they're labeled the golden flashes, they truly, uh, they truly are. Um, I'm, 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 am I messing up their mascot? The Kent State Golden Flashes. What is Toledo? Oh, Toledo's the Rockets. Kent State is the Golden Flashes. Yeah. Yeah, but you need to That's watch more action, I guess. Using okay, I was I was just checking. Um, yeah, because Toledo got like that lightning bolt. Yeah, the Rockets. Yeah. All right, we're taking Kent State. I believe that game's being played in Detroit. At Ford Field. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> at at I think 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Um, That's gross. Yes. All right. Mountain West Championship game. You know, poor one out for our guy Granger. San Jose State did not make it to the, to the Mountain West Championship game. Um, <laughs> poor one out for me. I had Nevada winning the Mountain West. That That's not going to happen. We've got Utah State, who's a six-point dog, against San Diego State and the punt legend, the punt god, Matt Ariza. The over-under is 49 and a half. I'm not even picking a side in this game. We agree. This is the worst conference championship game I'd say this this year. Yes, this yeah. is the this is the worst conference championship game. Yeah, I don't care about either of these teams, and and that's why I'm betting the under and not watching the game. Yeah, I mean that's good. I'm taking San Diego State minus six and a half. Um, listen, I didn't think Utah State was going to be any good this year. Pull out a nine and three season. San Diego say 11 and one. I like them by a touchdown. I won't be watching this game. I probably won't even look to see who wins. <laughs> but I mean, that game's just gross. Yeah, we're not. If you came for in depth Mountain West football conference championship game takes, this is the yeah. wrong podcast for you. It only has punt stats like written down for this game. Legitimately, because they uh, best punter in the country is in this game. And that's and why nine for 39 on an extra point. Like he's more than a punter. He's a kicker. He's a kicker. He, too. He's versatile. Yeah. Long field goal of 53 yards this year. That's insane. Uh, he's got a leg. He is. He definitely should win the Ray guy award for best punter in the country. Um, and he should get some loose Heisman votes. Not even kidding. You're a line. No, like there's, there's 11 in one season, I guess. Like there's, there's some people who have gotten 
very far into the nerd weeds and they have proven that his punts are extremely valuable in terms of where they've been downed and where drives start in terms of helping the defense for San Diego state, which is a legitimately very good defense. Uh, well, fuck under- it. I'm the Heisman then. Send him to New York. Yeah. Just put him in, get him a chair. I'm down for it. Uh, another one that we can fly through before we get to four pretty big games to close yeah, out the night. Electric. I will say this one. I love this game. And yet the, the total is 52 and a half, only three points more than the mountain West app state minus three at Louisiana. It's the final game coached by Billy Napier before he departs to take the Florida job. Does coach on his way out game interest you? It certainly interested me when it was Scott Frost at UCF. I did not know this was happening until this moment. Um, that's actually tough. Le- leaving the raging Cajuns for the Gators. Don't know if that's a move I'd personally make, but yeah, I'm taking raging Cajun money line. Um, State Louisiana, the first time, the first go around of this game was electric. I think I won my bet on it. I don't see why the Raging Cajuns are plus three. It makes no sense to me. I'm taking the money line. Uh, App State, the first time around, lost to Louisiana 41 to 13. Yep. I had Raging Cajuns that game. So. I will be taking Louisiana at plus three at home. They're playing it at home? Yeah, they're at Louisiana. For the championship game? The Cincinnati Conference Championship game for the American is in Cincinnati. That's ridiculous. Home field advantage. I mean, San Diego State gets to play at quote-unquote home. They'll be playing in that soccer stadium in L.A. that the Galaxy play at, even though they're San Diego State, uh, because they're getting a stadium built for them. So, yeah, that's kind of how it goes in the smaller conferences, unless you're the MAC, in which case you play at Ford Field. I mean, God, I think, like, anyone could rent out Ford Field. Probably, like, 200 bucks an hour. <laughs> I can't imagine that they're charging a, a – a, Super high rate uh, in that in that setting. All right, to the big ones. Number one, Georgia. Number three, Alabama. The SEC title game. Georgia is a six and a half point favorite. The over under is forty nine and a half. Trevor, explain to me why anyone would be taking Alabama plus six and a half in this game. Listen, I'm actually – I would not hate anyone that took Alabama plus six and a half. I know last week didn't look good, and I know Georgia's just dominated these teams all year. But, like, Nick Saban's Nick Saban. He's going to come with a good game plan. The boys are going to come out and execute. But at the end of the day, I just think Georgia's too good. So I'll be taking Georgia minus six and a half and the under 49 and a half. But – it would not surprise me if Bama covered and made this one close. They, they got a lot to play for. See, I wonder if if Bama can get to 17 points because that's what Tennessee scored. And I don't like Alabama's defense in general. I think that people have been able to, for the most part, 
score some points against them. Look at look at what uh, Arkansas did against them. Look at what AM did against them. Look at what Florida did against them in that second half. If if Georgia scores 31, 35 points in this one, which I think that they can because Stetson Bennett has low-key been very good this year and very effective. Um, he's been one of the most efficient deep ball passers in all of college football. If that's the case, it to me is just a matter of does Bama get to 17 points, which is the high mark for any offense against Georgia this year. I don't think that they can, but I'm not super confident in it. So I'm just going to lay Georgia minus six and a half and take the best team in college football this year. If that doesn't hit, we got a very good game. Dude, yeah, I'm hoping Georgia just goes out there and kicks their ass. Do you think if Georgia loses, how bad would the loss have to be for them to not even put Georgia in there? Or do you think Georgia's automatic in? George is automatically in. Even if they go out and lose 63 to zero. That won't happen. But even if it did, no, happen, it won't happen. If, even if it did happen, the only way Georgia could feasibly be out is if Michigan won, Cincinnati won, uh, Notre Dame cannot lose. Oklahoma State wins. Oklahoma State would have to win. Yeah, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, and Michigan would all have to win. They'd all have to win in very convincing fashion. Uh, and even then, I think that Georgia would get the benefit of the doubt over, like, Cincinnati. So you, so Cincinnati wins, you would knock Cincinnati to five because you'd have to put Bama in. If you're Cincinnati, the holy shit, I'm going to crap my pants moment is Alabama beats Georgia. Those two teams are both in. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beats Baylor and is a one-loss Power Conference champion, and Michigan beats Iowa to be a one-loss Power Conference champion. Because then you're out. You are out. If if there's a one-loss Georgia, there's a one-loss champion Alabama, and there are one-loss champions out of the Big Twelve and the Big Ten. I'm sorry, Cincinnati. You are not going to the playoff. Oh, that is that would be brutal. So, yeah, like if you're if you're rooting for chaos, maybe you are rooting for Bama to win on Saturday because that would close out the gap for like people are saying Cincy, oh, you're you're the fourth ranked team in the country. If you win, you're in. Wake up and smell the roses. We saw what happened with TCU back in 2014. Like they are more than willing as a committee to just drop you from four to six in a week. And it's happened before. So I would not be surprised if some wild stuff happens. And since he's just like looking around be like, oh, we were told we're in if we win. And, then, and instead they're like, oh, well, enjoy the peach bowl once again. Oh my Lord, dude, that would be, I really want Cincinnati to get in. To go undefeated and not and just be trickling around like four, five, three, and then to not get in, I'd that'd be terrible. It would be it'd be disgusting. People would want to burn the system down. Uh, the, like make four and five play each other this year. That, that would be an awesome idea. Yeah, play it on. Uh, play it at Ford Field. 
play it next week at Ford Field. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, play Army Navy and then just feed into Ford Fields four versus five, Cincy versus Oklahoma State. Yeah. How electric is that going to be next week? Army Navy. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Um, all right. We're both on Georgia minus six and a half. You are on the under as well. We go to the American with Cincinnati, who is a 10 and a half point favorite. Uh, the committee did them some favors here. Sent them Houston as a ranked team, number 21 in the country. They can get a top 25 win, so that's good for them. They already uh, got one. Who? Uh, I mean, Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah, baby, Notre Dame. Let's not forget that big old win. And the over-under is 53. Where are you leaning here? I think it's too big of a number for a, a championship game. I'm taking Houston plus 10 and a half. I thought about that for a long time this week. And then I was like, and I know that I know that I literally just made the case for them winning and not getting in. Like it is a possibility, but I got to think anyone who's a Cincinnati fan is walking into that stadium on Saturday thinking if we bring our a game, if we as a fan base are as loud and rowdy as possible, we are getting our team into the college football playoff. I can't imagine that they don't cover this. And like we saw a couple of weeks ago, SMU, SMU went there and had no chance. And it was that's, a the thing, that's the thing. The SMU game, I think, is going to trick people into thinking that look what Cincinnati did against this SMU team that was supposed to give them somewhat of a close game. Didn't happen. I think a lot of people are going to hop on Cincinnati minus 10 and a half, but I think Houston keeps this one close. I, the moment just might be too big. It might be too big. Speaking of SMU, I can't believe Sonny left. But he went to TCU, so now you get to watch Air Raid back in the big Air Raid systems back in the Big 12. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not a TCU guy. I'm an SMU guy. Fair point. I also am an SMU guy. I own a shirt. Yeah, so how are you not more pissed off about this? I only have so much room in my brain for being mad about things. Okay. That's why you're a great person. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I think if you're ranking funniest – if you're ranking funniest things that can happen this weekend, right? If you're ranking funniest things that can happen this weekend, number one – uh, is probably Cincinnati winning and not getting in because of Alabama. Number two is probably Michigan losing straight up just because we would get to see what the Jack Johnson reaction would be. <laughs> and I think I think number three uh, within our own show would be tonight if Oregon just got blown out again. <laughs> if Oregon gets blown out again, I won't believe it. I will not believe it. And then they can go play the saddest Alamo Bowl game ever against Oklahoma. <laughs> so ASU is going to have a tough bowl game, it looks like. It might be getting Graham Mertz in Vegas. Yeah, it looks like we might be getting a Big Ten team. Like I've seen Wisconsin, Penn State, and the Gophers. And I've seen Michigan State, too, which I'm like, holy, that would not be a good matchup. Yeah, like the boys might be getting run around. Um, yeah, that's 
That's tough. I just mentioned funniest outcomes in Michigan. We should talk about their game. They are 11 point favorites against number 13, Iowa, Michigan with the win over Ohio state went from five to two in the college football playoff rankings, very low over under set at 43 and a half. Um, Trevor, I'm thinking back to the weekend that I tried to finesse the parlay, the Gabe's guarantee. And I tried to do a teaser with unders and I did the under in Illinois, Iowa teased from 43 and a half to 50 and a half. And it still didn't hit. Um, and that, that's what this game reminds me of. So I, I know that I've bagged on Iowa's offense all year long, but I will be taking the over of 43 and a half and I will be taking Iowa plus 11. See, I don't know about the over under. I'm probably going to stay away from it. The Iowa plus 11 just doesn't make that much sense to me. Like, they they just have not looked good. Not recently, I don't think. But that's why, that's why 11 makes sense to me because, like, you're not going to – in a game where you where Vegas thinks that both defenses are good, they're not going to put the spread at, like, 14 and a half. I don't know. I like Michigan to get the job done. I think – it's kind of like an act like you've been there before. Yeah, last week was great. We finally beat Ohio State. But that's not the biggest game of the season. The whole biggest game of the season is this week. Come out, prove it. We're going to be the number two seed in this goddamn playoff. Let's go wipe the floor with these fucking Hawkeyes. We're not waving to any kids either. We're playing in the Indy. So you think convincing Michigan win? Yes, convincing Michigan win. I do not believe in Iowa. I do not believe in their quarterback. I don't believe in Spencer Petras either. But something about this game makes me feel like Iowa's going to have a couple chunk plays. What, what, out of like their last three games, what, what would lead you to believe that? Um, well, the second half showing against Nebraska was very impressive. A three win Nebraska team. That's the best three win team you've ever seen. That is true, but they still only won three games. They had nine losses by single digits, nine losses by single digits. Got to get the job done. You do have to get the job done. And, and the special teams for Nebraska never got the job done. So, all right, I will have Iowa plus 11. I will have the over of 43 and a half. Um, been trying to sprinkle in some unders throughout the week because I knew I was going to take the over in this one. The final game of the night, I guess it'll be played at the same time as Iowa-Michigan. ACC title game between Wake Forest at 16, Pitt at 15. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? We weren't going to have Clemson in the, in the ACC title game. We weren't going to have Miami on the other side. NC State, UNC. So many teams, so many options. Uh, Pitt, I believe the Pitt seniors this year are the first four-year graduating class in the ACC Coastal Division. First of any team that will have two trips to the ACC title game because there's been – no repeat ACC Coastal winners from 2014 to 2021. And the only team that's done it twice in four years is Pitt. So Kenny Pickett with a chance here. 
you're going with Wake Forest money line. Explain, yeah. Explain that. Listen, they just had a very electric year. Wake Forest doesn't really have a lot of electric years, I would say. Pitt, dude, these are both, like, fun teams to watch. I will say that. This is one of my favorite games this weekend. Like, Wake Forest has kind of been, like, that magic year for them. They're up to, like, what, number 10? Is that the highest they got? They got up to nine. They got up to nine. Like, Wake Forest doesn't get top 10 next to their name a lot. I think they come out games like this. I just like – I like the message to the players, hey, this has been one hell of a year. Let's finish on the right note. Boys are coming off strong. I hear all that. Pitt minus three and a half is the play for me. Listen, yeah, I know. You like to lose your bets, so it, it makes sense. Taco? Oh, I'd love one. On on the winner? Yeah. And I will, I'll, I'll ride over 71. I mean, that's a lock. Both these teams are going to be at 35 by the first half. This game's going to be electric. Yeah, this game will be an overfest. Um, it should be high scoring. It might be the last, depending on. I mean, if Pitt loses and they don't go to a New Year's Six bowl, Kenny Pickett could definitely sit out of the bowl game, and we could see what happens there um, before he goes to the NFL draft. So who knows what what this maybe brings for the Pitt Panthers program? Maybe a huge performance earns him a trip to New York city for the Heisman ceremony. That's all we've got for college football conference championship week picks. Um, do you want to do NFL big games or do you want to just do lines? We love and plays. I mean, these games all sucked, but I'll just, I'll hand mine out real quick. I don't got to say anything about them. Okay. All right. Bengals minus three against the chargers over 44 Ravens Steelers. Bills minus two and a half against the Patriots. Everyone is going to be on the Patriots plus two and a half. They're the hot team. We're playing in Buffalo, baby. Let's not forget who daddy is. Josh Allen's going to come out and sling that rock. I'm back in that pick. Love that. I will take the Bills minus two and a half as well. Um, I will also take the Chiefs minus 10. Not really sure what the Denver Broncos quarterback situation is going to be this week between Bridgewater and Locke. Uh, Mahomes off of a bye has been incredible. And I think that the Chiefs are going to come out of the bye knowing you get the Raiders this week, you get, or you get the Broncos this week, you get the Raiders next week, you get the Chargers on the road the week after. You win these three games, division's locked up. And then you can, you honestly, if you stay at four losses the rest of the way, you are in the conversation for the one seed in the AFC because of how teams have played so far. And because of the, the Ravens are the only team with three losses at the fewest. And the Ravens closed the year with the Steelers, I believe twice. Uh, they closed the year with still a game against the Packers, still a game against the Rams, uh, another game with Cincinnati. There's a lot still to be on that schedule. So we'll see what the Ravens do. But I think the Chiefs know coming out of the bye, there's still stuff to be earned. Uh, I will also say that my other play in the NFL is the Washington football team plus one and a half against the Vegas Raiders on the road. 
And yes, I like it. New York Giants plus six against the Dolphins. Yeah, dude, that one is electric. Um, that's Leafs lock. Giants plus six against the Dolphins. Listen, Dolphins are hot. But I don't know if they're beating the Giants by a tutty. I like, Daniel Jones likes to play them close games. A big win against the Eagles. Who saw that coming? Uh, I got Vikings minus seven and a half against the Lions in Ford Field, I believe. You know, <laughs> a lot of Ford Field talk on this episode today. Minus seven and a half, that's a lot. It was like 10 the first game, though. I'm not really too sure what's going on there. Under 45, Colts, Texans. I don't think the Texans are going to score a point. Um, yeah, that's all I got, I think. My game's guarantee is Oregon money line. Not a guarantee. Like, uh, that's not a guarantee. No, it's not a guarantee at all. Uh, And my guarantees have been very bad this year. Uh, So that should kind of worry people. I'm staying away from other plays. The board is a little smaller this week. uh, And I usually fill those with college football picks. Um, Stay tuned to our Twitter account. Uh, and my action account, Gabe underscore Swartz, for college basketball plays on a night-to-night basis. I'm pulling a Trevor. No parlay of the week this week. We are staying positive in units, and we will be supporting the troops next week when Army-Navy happens. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's all I got. Like, my New Year's resolution is going to be to start posting my picks on the Twitter. Um, who knows if that Every day, college basketball, NBA, NHL. Wake up, put your picks in, tweet them. I know, and I have a banger parlay. Knights, Rangers, Kansas Hoops tonight. It is, it is a can't lose. And it's not tweeted, or it hasn't been yet. It was texted in the group chat, and right now that's all you can ask me for. We wait until December 1st is far away, Trevor. December first was two days ago. January first is far away. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, I might start it a little earlier though. That is that is it. Uh, I'll ask you before we go. Before you ask me this question, okay? The the video of the two high school teams that were shaking hands, and the one dude just dropped that kid (laughs) in Iowa. Yeah. That makes me want to take the hawk. That's why I took the Hawkeyes this week. Plus 11. He just got arrested. <laughs> Is this confirmed? Yeah. ESPN just sent me a notification saying they arrested him. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting arrested over a high school basketball game. Yeah, I don't know what that other kid said to him, or, but I mean. Or did to him, but. Dude knocked him down. He got a solid rack at the, at the midsection, the abdomen, and then a nice, hard right uppercut across the jaw. Right. <laughs> um, very, very impressive stuff. All right. Uh, I was going to ask you your one bold prediction for this weekend. One bold prediction, I will say... Well, I'm going against my picks here, which is just kind of stupid, but I'm going to say Oklahoma State 
wins by 17. Okay. I can see that happening. Um, I will say my bold prediction is Georgia wins by three touchdowns. I hope. I think Georgia, like, I don't know what the line is. Georgia, Georgia alternate spread of minus 14 feels like a sprinkle action. Okay. I like that. I don't hate that at all. It just feels like a sprinkle situation. I really think the Nick Saban comments at his radio show are very telling about what he truly thinks about his team. And he was not very positive. So listen, did that line surprise you when it came out? No, because I think that they knew that that was going to be the line that would detract the most wagering on both sides. Okay. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be more like nine and a half. I think that would have confirmed with the public that Vegas knows Georgia a lot. Yeah, that Vegas knows Georgia is a much better team. Well, there you have it. Championship week. Public service announcement. Hit them with it, and we will head to enjoy the Bailey Zappy show and the big game, big bag Mario show. <laughs> big bag Mario. If you have a gambling problem, please call. 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-522-4700. They might hand you some winners. And congratulations to Miller Tatis McKinney for graduating college. Shout out to you, Miller. Big time shout out to our boy Jackson McKinney. Very, very, very impressive job by him. (laughs) See you next week.